Welcome to New and In Between, hosted by me, Mia Quinn Maddox, where I'll be discussing the hows and whys to my journey towards my faith. I've learned through my highs and lows that this path is not mine to travel alone. Join me mid-journey as I embrace my wins, losses, and everything in between. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's your girl, Mia Quinn Maddox, and this is the new episode of New and In Between. And today, today, I am honored to have my nephew, my oldest nephew, my little big giant, Maddox. And he and I will be discussing being the oldest and how being the oldest is not easy. We kind of like the test dummies of the kids. So today, I hope you enjoy getting to see me and my nephew have this conversation. So Maddie, I call him Maddie. His name is Maddox Eugene Silva. Maddox, our last name, me and my sister, we don't have a brother. So when my father passed, the last name will end with us. Um, my father has a sister and a brother, but they are Bragmans and Bra- Bragmans, or I'm sure I'm probably saying that wrong, but they don't have the same. They, they had different um, fathers. So we are the last. So my sister graced him with the name of Maddox and it's Maddox Eugene Silva. Him and his brother are three years apart. Me and my sister are two years apart. So we relate in being the oldest. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the, the good parts and the bad parts of being the oldest. Everyone thinks being the oldest is great. There's great things, there's bad things. But at the end of the day, we're still the oldest. How is it being the oldest, Maddox? So being the oldest has its pros and its cons. So like being the oldest... It's kind of hard to explain because you go through everything first and you make it, you pave the way for your younger siblings. So, like, my parents put me through everything first and Peyton just had it easy. So, sometimes, like, I feel like I low-key get jealous when of Peyton because he just has it easier. Like, for me, it was never that easy. I had to do everything, like, learn everything kind of on my own, do everything by myself. And then Peyton, breeze, easy, whatever. Like, it's just... Mad simple for him. I get it. So with, with your mom, it's like I broke down all the barriers. I would get in trouble. I would get, if I did something wrong, I got punished. I got the longest punishments. I went through all this stuff. And then when she did stuff, which was 10 times worse than what I did, Gigi didn't even care. Gigi is my mom. That's what they call my, their grandmother, Gigi. So when I say Gigi, that's what we're talking about, my mother. Lauren would do things that were like 10 times worse than what, what I would do. And then she wouldn't even get in trouble. I guess I must have worn my mother out, like, so that when Lauren was doing stuff, then I'm like, but I got in trouble for that. That's not fair. Exactly. The same thing. It's just part of being the first. We are like the test dummies. We like the the test dummies. It's the worst. worst, But what's the the best part about it? You got your phone first. But, like, yeah, we do get everything first. But it'll be like, we get everything first, but they'll get the better stuff. We'll get stuff, then they'll get stuff 10 times better than what we got. Oh. So. See, we ain't get nothing, so it didn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> with with Gigi, G, with Gigi didn't give you nothing. Gigi was stingy, stingy, Loki. Go on. Mm. Yes, she is. Yes, you, she you saying is. it? Yes. You think so? I mean, yes. I know so, but you think because normally with the grandkids, so what me and Lauren got, you guys don't get at all. Like Gigi, let y'all just float, do whatever y'all want. She she came. Oh, she's up cooking for you, doing this, doing that. She don't, she never did that for us. She That's didn't. Fine. So this is the thing I want to ask you because you're you're six four, right? You're tall. What's the first question people ask you being tall? Do you play basketball? Do you play football? Do you play any type of sport, bro? That is the most annoying question you can ask somebody who's tall. 
Like, I hate that question. Like, this is why I don't like to go places because people just assume I play sports. First of all, me, I'm just a giant. Like, let me just be tall and graceful in my own world, in my own space. I don't have to play sports. I don't like sports. They're not my interests. I'm into fashion, you know, like, yeah. So, look, when when you were, I can't remember how old you were. I think you were like, when, when is the last year you played baseball? When I was like 10. All right. So, I remember when you were playing baseball one time, I came to your game. And I said, why you didn't slide into that base? And you said, you see how big I am? I'm not falling onto the floor. That hurts. Because it does. Like, I can't, no. But see, we don't think of it that way. Everyone just, everyone doesn't think about like, all right, you play, you play football. That means you knocking into other big guys like you and other big guys knocking into you. Or they all falling on you or you all falling on them. I mean, to, I'm not a sports person, so I don't really understand that. Your mom and your dad are more sports people. So I, I, I get why they, you know, kind of are you know, pushing more for you to do that. But your brother plays sports. How does how does that make you feel? Like that he's the sports person and you're not? Honestly, I feel like him playing sports kind of just takes that like... Pressure. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, he let him have that one. Like, he can have it. Like, let him do that. Honestly, I'm kind of glad he is the sports person out of the two of us because it kind of just takes the pressure off of me being, having to be the... um sports player, because I did play baseball when I was younger, but like, I didn't really care for it. I just did it to, you know, make my dad happy because he wanted me to play. But it takes a pressure off of me because he he's the star player, carries his team, all that. He's so it's good. Like, that little one is good. So it's kind of just like, great, cool. He plays sports, but him being so athletic, he picks up on stuff like way faster than I do. So it irritates me. Like, for example, when we were playing, when we were at the bowling alley, you know, like you were there. He um he was doing mad good and I was getting dumb frustrated because I I had to, you know, like get a little better at it. Like he just picked it up. I can't pick stuff up like that. So let me just um one second. Let, so Peyton, Peyton is like so Peyton and his father are like, they're like um sponges. They soak up things immediately and master them immediately and become great at them immediately. There's no weeks of practicing and months of practicing or years of practicing. My sister got my sister got us all into bowling. Um I was unemployed at the time. This is years ago. And the kids were in school. We would drop the kids off. We would go bowl. Lauren got us into bowling. We come from a bowling family. And Lauren getting into bowling. Jean got into bowling. Me and Lauren was bowling for forever. I mean, and we bowled good. Jean came two weeks and he was spinning the ball and I mean, he knocked us out the box. So when Peyton comes and they learn to bowl, Peyton picks it up like his father. Maddie takes a little bit more time. So that's the backstory. Yeah. But it was just frustrating. So then me and Peyton, we started arguing, whatever. But even with that, it's like, I sometimes I get a little jealous that he's more athletic than me. He plays sports because my dad's a real big sports person. So they connect on, Dad on and that Mom. level. Yeah, both of them. So they really connect on that. So they're always at the games. I mean, I could, I have the opportunity to go to the games, but I don't really care for sports, so I don't go, even though I should go and support my little brother. But, you know, but... Are we going to change that? Yes, we, we're, we're going to get there. We do. You went to his first we're game. You there. went to the first basketball game with me. Yes. Slow progress, slow progress. But um, they connect, like, mainly Peyton and my dad, because my mom, I, like, love her, too. Like, that's, like, I can talk to her anytime. But... They so you connect. you relate more to your mom yeah, me and than my you mom, do to yeah. your dad. Yeah, me and my mom, yeah, yeah, exactly. But they, Peyton and my dad get along so well because they, every sport, you know, all the players. My dad's a fashion person too. Like, he knows how to dress. That's where I get my style from, from him. So even, like, even though he is a fashion person, it's like he spends more time with Peyton, in my opinion. Like, they just spend more time together because, you know, he's always at his practices and always at the sports. 
So that's why he coaches the he coaches the the team. So it's kind of just like sometimes I feel left out, but you know I try not to feel like that. For me, like with, with Lauren being the athletic one, Gigi is more athletic like Lauren. So they were able to connect more. I'm more into fashion and mommy's not really into fashion like that. So I was kind of left like when Lauren and mommy connected on skiing and soccer and all the things that she did. I was kind of left out because all I wanted to do was go to the mall. I've just never been a sports person. But I know for you, it's because it it, it even gets on my nerves when people ask you like, oh, what sport do you play? And I'm like, why don't y'all ask him what he wants to do? Like, why don't you give him the opportunity to tell you what he does before assuming that he just plays sports because he's tall? Yeah, that's the worst thing about being tall. But like now being in high school and being 15 and my sophomore year, all the coaches want me to play football. So like when I first got to my um, high school, I got ran down on by all the coaches like, some of the players on the team were fiending for me to play. And it's just, like, it's such a, like, intimidating sport. And I want to try it, but, like, I don't know how would how, how I would end up on the field. Like, I'm kind of scared of failure, so I don't want to, like, fail and then commit to it and then not do good in the sport. So that's why I really don't want to even play. But, I mean, like, if I, was, if I were to go say, oh, yeah, I want to play— be on the team automatically. But it's just intimidating, especially about uh, football. I mean, I tried basketball. I used to practice with Peyton. Boring. Baseball, I played. And football and soccer is left, right? The rest of the sports. No, there's swimming. Well, like... You, the you, main sport. No, but no, the main sports, but swimming is a super main sport and you okay. are like a fish. I could swim. Yeah. No, I swim. you can... You don't just swim. You swim for real. Yeah. Because I did it when I was younger and then I started doing it like not too long ago. But I just don't know. Like, I like being tall. I like dressing uh, my friends. I like being in the fashion industry and fashion world. So it's just like sports, it's just there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really me. Also, to remember, um, so when I was styling and I used to go on tour, he was little. Like, you remember that when you was little? Yeah, I was I used to take him with me to um, to my storage when I was packing for tour, and I would make him match the colors. Here, put the red shirts with the red shirts. Put the red sneakers with the red sneakers. And he would help me pack for these three-month tours that I would be going on. And then, I mean, we just come from a family that's fly. I mean, everyone, everyone gets dressed. And, I mean, my sister has her own style. Peyton has his own style. Jean is, is I've been stealing Jean's style to dress a lot of my clients. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> I've been stealing your father's swag for a long time. He just, he just has that, it's, it's a swag about him because he could put on a white t-shirt and, and sweatshorts and sneakers and still, it's just the stand. It's like, it doesn't matter what he puts on. He just has that, that um you know, yeah, he just has that presence. He could put on anything. It's just dope. But you also have that because, you know, I mean, sometimes you get dressed, but you can come outside and Shorts and a t-shirt, and you just have that swag if you like fashion, no? Yeah. Yep. I like the arts. arts yeah. Is kind of my- we'll see where that goes. I mean, at least your brother plays sports, but it is important because what I didn't do with, with Lauren, because I wasn't interested in the things that she was interested in, I didn't uh, I didn't support her in the things that she did. And because I didn't support her, I'm sure that, I, I mean, I don't know because I have to, those are things that I would have to ask her, but I'm sure that me not supporting her made her kind of bitter towards me. Like, dad, she doesn't like me. Like, she doesn't even come to support me at the things that I do. So this is why it's important for me when I say to you, like, at least go to one of his games. Like, I show up to all of his games and I try to learn baseball so that at least when I'm watching it, I could understand how good he is. Because he is, he's pretty good. It's funny how... You picked up the arts part of me and your brother picked up the sports side of Lauren and your dad is a split between the two of y'all. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Just because when y'all go to when y'all go shopping, I just step back because he's like, nah, Maddie, this will look good. Or Maddie, get this. Or like, get that. Or when he shops for you, it's, it's low-key kind of exciting to see because he really be excited, like, to make sure that you have your fits right. He was just telling me to get this, like, Carhartt, like, jacket. But I didn't really like it. Like, it just wasn't me. Like, it just... Uh, but I could see what he was going for. I just didn't yeah. really like it. I mean, it's it's funny how you end up being like your how you end up being like your parents and you don't realize it. So let me ask you this: So you you um you always call me my your your twin. What makes you think that me? What makes me and you similar? First, and being the oldest, and then just second, just in general. I just feel like we relate on so many different levels because like the way we be talking, same thing. The way we like act, same way. It's just like I just felt like when I was younger, I just picked her up. Like it's like Mia is me. Like you know, it's just mad weird. So then like I just feel like. We are just the same. Like, I don't know. And then, like, the way we have the same perspectives on things. And it's just, like, that's my twin. Like, what? And it's funny because his um, it drives his mom crazy. Because it was a, a little point in time where um, the consequences of my actions, um, of me choosing a man out of the trash, caused a big a big um, trouble in my family. So in the interims of that trouble, it kind of isolated me. It kind of strained me. It kind of cast me out. And I didn't speak to my sister for a long period of time, maybe five or six years. Seven years. This is this is seven, the mem this is the memory years. the memory bank like me I have a memory like an elephant he has a memory like an elephant so I didn't speak to him for seven years so I missed a big a big portion of their life and in the interim of me missing that big portion of the, the, their life and me and my sister not speaking because he acts like me my sister didn't have me in the physical but she had her son in the physical which is crazy because it's like it's like God saying oh you not gonna talk to your sister then I'm gonna give her to you through your son who you have to love. How was that? I remember, right? So one time when y'all were speaking, I gave mom like this worst attitude. Like it was the worst. She was like, you act just like my sister, right? I was just like, well, what did you expect? Like, Matt, so Maddie is the first, Maddie was like the first baby. Um, my cousin Sean has a, a daughter, but she's older than Maddie and she lived in Maryland. So she wasn't really around all, all the time. Maddie was the first baby. So he was like my, he was like my first little, he was my first like baby experience. I could really take care of him. I had him a lot. He was like my, he was like my little toy. Like he, he was just he was so little, but so big. He had the biggest hands. He had the biggest hands as a baby, the biggest feet as a baby. He was just so cute. And he used to sleep on you and hold you real tight. And I used to keep him all the time. I He was such a good baby. It was like my first baby experience. So I guess in the midst of that, we connected on that way. And then, um, I, I don't know, I just, I mean, we are, we are very similar. We, um, we are both emotional people. So it's good that I'm learning about my emotions and how to control my emotions and things so that when he goes through things, I'm able to teach him. And the crazy thing about it is that he listens and he acts. How is it being a teenager now? It's like, it's so annoying because you have to like watch everything you say, number one. Because now, nowadays, like with social media, like you just watch people say stuff that was so long ago, like in their past, make mistakes, and then people bring it back up and cancel your whole career. So it's kind of like you have to, like, this is how I think, like, you kind of have to watch what you say, kind of have to be aware of other of people's feelings, which I honestly have to work on because I just honestly sometimes have no filter. So it's like 
nowadays, everybody's so sensitive. You can't really say what you want to say. You can't. You just have to be aware of what you say because it'll come back and haunt you. Being a teenager now, you have social media. So people like to hate, you know, people hate. Sometimes it'll me- it'll mess with your mental. And it's just like, it's like bittersweet. It's yeah, like it's, it's bittersweet, like bittersweet. Exactly. It's like social media is good because you could get, you know, you get ideas. You could follow people who are inspirational, who are influential in good ways. But then it's the competition. So we were out to dinner a few um, days ago and his dad said to him, you know, Instagram's a lie. Um, a lot of the people that, you know, with these fancy cars and the money and they broke, like they be broke or it don't be their car. Or it, basically, Instagram is a lie. You could create whatever you want to create with Instagram. You can make everything look happy. And meanwhile, you could be sleeping on bricks um, and nobody will see that because you're not going to post that. So for you, I think like for us, we didn't have social media like we we started with black planet pages i didn't have one of those and then went to myspace and it was really just more like a social way of speaking to each other and then you had twitter and then you had facebook and then um then instagram came and it was more just to when instagram came when it was just pictures like with facebook you had to write words with instagram it was just pictures so then you could create whatever you wanted you could make every you could you you know and it wasn't so much like how it is with you now because now everybody is rich beautiful and and famous <laughs> So it's like, you know, how do you how do you being someone who's on Instagram, how do you not allow yourself to be caught like caught in that in in that world? Yeah. Honestly, I just don't follow the nonsense. Like I try to keep my Instagram like to the stuff I like, like fashion, cool, uh, famous people, cool. Like I don't really drown myself into Instagram. Like I really do like posting on my Instagram and like posting my pictures and everything. But like, I don't try to, I try not to drown myself into Instagram and try to, like, you know, even though I can get out of hand sometimes, like, I do like to take pictures. And when I like want to take pictures, I take a million pictures. But I try not to follow, like, you know, the nonsense, the BS, because it's just, like, it's unnecessary. Like, I try to keep my Instagram page, like, it's really, like, mad funny. Like, my feed just has mad memes, it's mad funny. I try not to follow the bull, so... That's a, that's a good way to, I guess, to handle it. Also, too, I mean, your your real life is good, so yeah. it's not like you ha- you don't have to front. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's like some. I feel like some people their real life isn't good, and that's their escape. That's the way that they can fantasize and make their life that's not so great look great. Because what it looks like to everybody is what it is now. So yeah. so per se, Instagram is a gift and a curse to me. Also, because I just feel like it gives a false sense of reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that. I mean, it's the way of the world now. TikTok, Instagram, this, that, Twitter, this, Facebook, Twitter, all. This, 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 it's so many new ones. Um, some new ones, but. I'm, I'm, I, that, it does make me happy to hear that you've kind of navigated your way out of... Um, out of the, the fantasy, like... Yeah. I'm not stuck in some other reality, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've seen the growth in me over the last couple of years with my faith in God, and I express to you how important it is. And you come to me sometimes, and I always, exp- I always tell you to make sure you pray. I remember one time we were going to see what, some concert. We was going. It was me, you, Abigail, mom and dad. Remember we was going to oh, City Field? Crazy? No, the City Field. Whatever that concert was in City Field. Remember we didn't make it because it was too much traffic. Oh, 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 oh. rolling loud. Rolling yeah, out. rolling loud. So we was yeah. going to rolling loud, and then Abigail was talking about prayer and how her family prays, how it's a bunch of words, da, 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 and he was like, no, prayer is just talking to God. So tell me what you, like, what your belief is in God in, in prayer. Okay, so I believe in God, like, super heavy. Like, I believe that he's the one who created this world. He's the one who, who already has your life planned out for you, and you just have to live it. But honestly, 
I don't be praying a lot like that, which is not that good. I really should be praying. But every night I try to talk to him and like, you know, go over my day and like talk to him like how I would talk. And I just I just talk to him. And I just feel like I need a better relationship with God. I need to, I need to start reading the Bible and like, you know, watching church and stuff because I don't really do that stuff. Like I'm not even lying. I don't watch I don't read the Bible. I don't um pray all the time and I don't really like go to church or watch church. So it's like, I believe in him. Like, I know he's instilled in me. He's my, like, I know. But it's just, I need to build a better relationship with him because right now it's not the best it, it could be. It could be way better than, it's, than it is right now. Well, at least you know that it's like when you recognize that as being young, like for me, it's not, it's not that we weren't taught that, but mom was so busy working. You know, she, she once we moved back to New York, she was so busy working. And then Nana, um, she went to church, but remember, Nana's, you 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 didn't really get to experience Nana. So my grandmother suffered from mental illness. And because she suffered from mental illness, my mom was working, trying to get herself back together after the divorce of my dad and moving back from Denver with two girls. And then uh, the rest of the family was, uh, my grandfather was working to maintain the family because my grandmother was suffering from uh, manic depressive and uh, you know, mental illness. And my aunt was, you know, everyone was kind of pouring into her. So we kind of got forgotten. And my grandmother went to church and, you know, we went to, we, it was kind of like forced. And then when you go so young, you don't really understand what they're talking about. And then when Gigi started going to church, it I didn't relate to it either. And then it was just kind of like, I didn't want to go to church on, on Sunday. I, I got to go to school. I just want to sleep late. You had to stand in this long line because she was going to this church called Christian Life Center that before it had the big location that it has now it was a small location. So you had to get there super early and stand online, cold rain. It didn't matter. It was like annoying. So because it was annoying, I didn't go. And then I just didn't really understand. I didn't have an understanding. And it wasn't until and, and don't get me wrong, I always believed that there was a God. I always believed that there was someone who was, you're, like how you say, there was a plan for my life. But I didn't understand that in order to live the life that God plans, you have to walk in the way of God. So for me, choosing my own way and doing what I want and, you know, not being that nice of a person and not being forgiving and all those other kind of things, I still was able to achieve great things, but I didn't, I didn't stay there. It's like all my ups went up, but then when they came down, they came down. Like came down into. Sh- I, I I use that analogy of coming down into shit. Like you go, there's always ups and downs, but how you go up determines how you come down. Because nothing is gonna always be up. You're gonna have ups and downs all the time. But it's like if you could plateau, it's like how you deal with your downs. We're all good when we're up. Like we're all happy, but when you're down. It makes a big difference. So for me, it was important to, you know, to gain an understanding of what it is. Like, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, church is not so much. You think it's like a thing, like a a chore. Yeah, like a chore. And it's not. It's more of like a teaching. So for me, it's like when I was going, when I started like watching church and reading the Bible and praying, my understanding of how God is in my life became more clear. And it was more so like I watched church because it's so the guy that I follow, um, Mike Todd. First of all, what I liked about him is that he um, he related to me. He's funny. He dresses nice. He um, he's black. Like he's a real black dude. He's young, and he just spoke in a kind of way. Like it made me understand. So in me understanding him, made me want to learn more and learn more. And then when I started to see the changes in my life and. Um, how, cause even like, that's how me and Lauren started speaking again. I was like, nope, I'm gonna forgive them. I don't want to, but I'm going to. And then everything just started happening, opening up. Peyton invited me to the game. I came to the game and then it's just been great since. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Me and Lauren, we're still learning each other. We're still, we still have our ups and downs. She still gets on my nerves. I still get on her nerves. But it's different now because we can go through something bad and not speak for a couple of days or separate each other. But it's not like, it won't ever be like before. And it's more important because we set the example for you guys. 
Because you was here when we had when when that situation happened. Oh yeah, we know. And we didn't realize how much in the midst of when you when something is happening, you don't realize how much it affects everyone down here. And this is why I say like it's the consequence to my choice. I chose a guy that gave me thousands of red flags. And you know what your aunt was doing? Flipping them all. Mm, green, green. Because I felt like, oh, I'm not styling anymore. I have my life. This is the person I'm going to be with. And ooh, you know what's so crazy? You never liked him. I didn't. Nope. No, I'm, yeah, no, no, you never liked him. You never liked him from day one. You, It didn't matter how much he tried to buy stuff for you or be not. You did not like him. Yeah, I didn't. I'll, I'll trust you now. <laughs> trust your kids, your, your nephews, trust them because they be knowing. You don't know because you in it. And I'm choosing out of, I don't even know what I was, I was in the trash and my nephew knew I didn't need to be in the trash. So I, I'm, I'm sorry for choosing out the trash and causing a whole conflict. But from those situations and what you see me go through, how does that, do you have a girlfriend? No, not right now, no. So how does that make you choose your friends and how does that make you like the people that you want to be around? Honestly, the way I choose my friends and the way I choose the people I want to be around is, like, I choose them off of the way, like, I don't have, I don't really have a lot of friends. Like, I have acquaintances, I have people I'm cool with, but whatever. Like, friends is a big title to put on somebody. So, the way I choose my friends is, like, I choose them on the way they would treat me. Like, I choose them to see how they would act, see how they move, like, because I've been backstabbed one too many times. And just, it's just learning experiences. So, it's, like, it helps me choose my friends now. Like, my friend Sarah and Abigail, those are my rocks, bro. Like, I love them so much. I choose them based on, like, the way they move because people move so weird now. Like, it's just it's just the worst. It's, it's the worst. Like, you can't really trust everybody. You can't really be cool with every anybody. Like, you just can't. You got to have certain people that you're cool with. You got to distance your friends because it, it's a lot being a teenager now because it's just, like, it's so hard to explain and put in words. I mean, it's hard for me to understand. So let me ask you this question. What if your mom had another kid? Oh, no, we're not doing it. Honestly, I say that. I'm talking. I'm talking mad-ish. But I just feel like if if she had another kid, honestly, I wouldn't even be that mad. Like, I would love to have a, a little sibling that I would take care of all the time. And if it was a girl, like if I had a sister, oh, yeah, me and my sister like this. And I'd just be... Even I, if I you guys are 13 years apart? I mean, 15 years apart? Yeah, like, I feel like I would look out for my sister all the time. I don't know. I would I would love it. Because now that I'm older, like, I get to, like, it's like my baby now. So I get to, like, you know, experience that. You get to say, oh, this is, so this is how it was with you. Oh, my nephew, he's so cute. He, huh. And then when you got too crazy, then I could give you back. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not my, it's not my, my responsibility for her. Gigi is, all, is on my back. So I know she's on your back. What are you thinking about college? Honestly, like, college, I hate this. No, you know, I'm but, just asking because, you know, it's it's not, it's a question that kids your age get asked and we don't know how you feel about the question because we just ask it. So yeah. this is why I want you to be honest and, and speak on the behalf of 15 year olds. Like, do you what, what, how do y'all feel about that? Like, do you want us to leave you alone? Do you have a plan? Like that question is just annoying because we just want to live in in that like in the now. Like we don't want to live in the future. I have to worry about that stuff, even though we do. But honestly, for me, like. College, I want to go to like some type of fashion school because that's what I want to do. I want to own my own fashion company, like have a company like Balenciaga. So I want to go to school for fashion. But on the other hand, it's like, do I even want to do school anymore? Because high school is just annoying. Like it's just stressful. Like it's annoying. So what's the most stressful thing about high school? Like it's just like having to stay on top of all your work because teachers just 
don't care that you have other classes that you have to worry about. So they get mad work. You have to stay on top of it. You have to make sure all your assignments is turned in. And it's just annoying. And it gets repetitive because you have to go every day. And it's mad annoying. I just don't want to go. Like, I hate... So how do you think we feel about work? <laughs> like, but I feel like work is just, it's better than school. Because I hate school. Like, I hate school. Like, I hate it. If I didn't have to go, I would not go. Like, I hate school. But the college thing, I want to go to school for fashion. But it's like, I don't want to do the ap- academics part no more. After high school, all right, cool. I know my ABCs and my <laughs> one, two, threes. And I had to add, multiply, divide. So, (laughs) and subtract. So, yeah, like, I just feel like if I have my little basics, I know how to to speak proper English. I know how to talk. So I just feel like... So now, you don't think work is repetitive? I think, no, no. It's it's repetitive. And the worst thing about it is that you get paid for it and you don't ever see the money. You know why? Because I got to pay rent and my car note and my car insurance and the light bill and the cable bill. And I got to buy food and I got to buy gas and I got to buy clothes. So as soon as that check hits, it's like a vacuum. It just sucks it out and then it's done. And then you got to work so that you can make some more so that that's the repetitive part of, of that. But it's like you're getting bread, though, like you're working for something. You're working for money, even though school is like you're. You're learning, you're getting intelligence. But you you get everything you want for free. True. But it's just like, I hate school. I mean, I didn't like school either, but I had to finish it because Gigi wasn't having that. And if I don't finish school... Your mother ain't having that. Done. There's a few things your mother plays with, but school ain't one. Nope. Can't even be late. Can't even miss a day for nothing. Like... Even like you can't even be late or miss a day. Nope. But you know where Lauren gets that from? Gigi. We could be sick. You could, your leg could be hanging on by a, a tendon. Gigi would wrap it up with gauze and send you to school. It could be seven feet of snow outside and they saying school is closed. Gigi is sending you. We went to school in blizzards. We went to school sick. Gigi ain't played no games. We was going to school. Like, oh no. She didn't play no games. You had to be dead, like something contagious, like strep throat, not to go to school. Yeah, like that's exactly so, so, so Lauren picked that up. Yes, <laughs> like heavy. It's the worst. That's funny. And I hate going to school, but well, you only, you you you're a sophomore now, so you only got two and a half years to go. Yeah, that'll go by quickly. Yeah, so I'm just like, I'll be a senior soon, and I get to like live a little bit, you know, and not really have to worry about school for a while. How how is school for you now though? Like you good in school? Nah, you got good grades? I'm good. Like school academically is not that hard. And math, you know, math is not my best subject, but everything else is cool. Like, I just wish the people were, like, my type of people because they're just not. Like, they're just boring and lame, and I don't really care to talk to them. But but do you think that's because you you have been overexposed? Like, your exposure to things are different on a different level because— no, definitely. Like, like, your friends' parents, like, when I went to— to open school with your mommy and dad, I was like, wow, these are the, these are the parents? These, like, oh, okay. The parents are kind of like, they're not like cool like your mom and dad. Exactly. Like your mom and dad still get dressed and, you know, they're up on all the fashion, they're up on all the songs and, you know, they're just, they're more young and more like, and, and they're the same age as a lot of the, your friend's parents, but a lot of your friend's parents are just, I feel like they've aged. Uh, yeah, they're kind of lame, like. Like mm-hmm. age, like, you know, it's like they can't, they won't ever go to a Drake concert with you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's the good part of your mom and your dad, though. At least they're young and, like, you know. So have fun with their kids, you know, and you get to enjoy your parents. Yeah, no, that is that is one great thing. But being the oldest, it's like, you got your phone first. Definitely got my phone first. You got Instagram first. You got Instagram first. 
and like, I, I got, got everything your, first. You got your chain first. You got chain your earrings first, first. first. So how do you feel about your brother wanting to copy you or be like you? Honestly, I find it really annoying because it's like, bro, be yourself. Like, do you and let me do me. But I honestly just kind of find it like, it's like, what's the what's the word? Flattering. It is, yes. It's yes, flattering. Yes, yes. It is flattering. It's flattering because it's just like, he just wants to be like me. Like, his older brother, like, he looks up to me. So it's kind of like 50-50. It's, it's annoying. It's really annoying because I hate when people, like, try to do me. But it's also flattering because it's like, he's my little brother. He just wants to be like his older brother. So... I kind of have to accept it. So let me ask you this. Sometimes I hear you complain like, oh, it's not fair. Peyton doesn't have to do this or Peyton doesn't have to do that. Do you feel like, do you feel like your parents treat you fair? Sometimes no. Because I'm going to just give a broad example, like for, for the chores and stuff. It's like, I'm the one who washes the dishes. I'm the one who who takes out the trash all the time. I'm the one who who just does the most. Like it's like he doesn't. He gets to go to practice and just sit up in his room and play the game. I gotta. I'm the one who has to wash the dishes every time. I'm the one who who mops and vacuums. Like Payton doesn't do that. Like they don't make him do nothing. Like they don't make him do nothing. He's just required to go school, practice, game. That's it. That's how I feel. He doesn't take the garbage out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he does. Like we now it's like it's a split schedule. Like, he takes it out Tuesday because that's the garbage day. Tuesday, and then I take it out. Thing. And now my mom started to make him wash the dishes on hit the day. He has to. He has to um, take the trash out. She made it. And now it's kind of fair. Before. I was the one washing dishes on time. I felt like for him, he just he just had it. Like he just was able to go to practice, come home, play the game. For me, I just felt I had to do the most. Like I was the one who had to do more. So let me ask you this: when when you have those feelings, do you express them to your mom and dad, or do you hold them in and then just be angry about it? I mean, I try to express it to them, but it's just like I feel like they don't listen. Like I feel like their main response is worry about yourself and not your brother. Worry about yourself and not your brother. And I'm just like, bro. It's not fair. It's obviously not fair. Y'all are not doing anything about it. And it just gets so frustrating because I feel like I'm talking to a wall because nobody's hearing me. And I hate when people don't listen to me because it's just... That that is life. Life is not fair. And people do not listen to you. You hear me complain about work all day long. I told them to do this. They did this. If I say yellow, they say blue. If I say red, they say green. Life is not fair. It's just what it is. And it's never going to be fair. What you going to do? You know what I do want to ask you? How is it being, because we live in New Jersey, how is it being a black boy in high school? Honestly, I feel like my high school is so diverse. It's, you have Hispanics, you have Asians, you have, you have Caucasians, you have black people, you have, it's just so mixed. So it's honestly not, it, it feels normal to me. Like, it's just not, it, I don't feel segregated. I don't feel like anybody's being racist towards me ever. Although I had this one experience with this one teacher, but we don't have to get into that. He, and, and he died. So I mean, and not, he didn't, I mean, he did, he died. Like, he gave, he he was not the nicest man, Um, but we, but we understand why. He was battling his own stuff. He was dying of whatever he was dying from, and then he ended up dying. Not to say that because he was going through his stuff warranted him being a nasty person to you, but everyone has to go before the before the judge by themselves. So you go before the judge, you go up or you go down. So who knows where he went? But he ain't your problem no more. So God bless. But um, honestly, it feels normal. Like, I don't feel left out. I don't feel isolated. I don't feel none of that. It's just normal to me. Like, I have... I have all types of friends. And it's awesome because you get to learn about people's experiences and their cultures and stuff. 
and just and just gets to live it. So it's 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 honestly great being black. And like it's like everybody wants to be black, and you can just watch everybody try to follow our culture and follow us. So it's like it's it's flattering. It's it's awesome. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Like I love being black. I'm proud to be black. You know what I'm saying? That's it. But you forgetting you have for something else. Oh, and I'm Puerto Rican too. <laughs> Let's not forget he's Puerto Rican and black. Let me ask you one more question. Let me see. What is your biggest win so far in life and your biggest loss? And it doesn't have, there's no timeline, so it doesn't have to be in life. It could be for the day. It could be just in general. Like, what do you feel like one of your biggest accomplishments um, are? And what do you feel like one of your biggest loss is? So... One of my biggest accomplishments is that I'm I'm being I'm able to communicate the way I do and the way I express myself. I'm glad I could do that without being, you know, angry, angry and, and stuff. And then I'm also glad I'm I have the confidence to just walk into a room and my presence just it just goes off. Because you are six four. Exactly. And a big dude. So it's just like I love that. But one of my biggest losses is like like the way I've acted in the past and the way I've said some stuff I said to people wasn't wasn't the greatest. And I do kind of regret that because my mouth is reckless. Like so when I get upset, I get upset and you'll know I get upset. So and where it's did just you learn like, that from? It is very important to pay attention to how you act in front of your children, in front of your nieces, your nephews, cousins. Because what you think they are not watching, they are watching. And Maddie made me realize that in his memory of things that happened, and I'm like, ooh, he remembered that. So it's hard for me to get upset with him for reacting in a way that I reacted. So for me now, as I don't, I don't have any children, but for me, and knowing that I'm a big influence on my nephews, how I act is important to me. So it makes me think twice. And when I give him advice about something, it's funny because I'll give you advice about something, and then God will give me the situation to test me to see if I'm going, if I'm listening to what I'm saying. So I'll give him advice about his parents, like, no, you can't. And then I'll go and it happened to me with Gigi. And then I have, it's like, all right, you gotta, you got, yeah, you gotta apply what you say because he's watching. And it's important to me to make sure that I conduct myself in a way because he is watching. And not only the good, but the bad. And I've watched him be able to um, go through situations and navigate his way through in the way that I've navigated myself through. And it makes me proud. So it makes me want to just walk in a better way because I know that I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big influence. And, um, you know, you don't think about it when you're doing something or when something's happening. But just like how I was a big influence on Lauren, you're a big influence on your brother. And even though he's a man of few words, because Peyton is a man of few ooh. He don't even talk. He don't like to talk for real. No, he is a man of few words. A man of few words. But when he yeah. does say those few words, <laughs> yo, you were like, you was listening? <laughs> like, and you don't even realize because he don't even like, it don't even look like he's listening. No, he never looks like he's listening. He's never, it, like, he looks like he's in his own world, but when but he- Peyton be tapped in. Peyton be tapped in. Like, it's- it blows my mind. He be tapped in. Yo. Like, and he'll say two or three words of one sentence. And he be like, oh, shoot. Oh, he listening. Oh, yeah. He listening. Oh, yeah. He listening. You don't sleep on him. He listening. Listen. That like, is... Even when I was with my friends one time, he was with us. He was talking. I was like, I, he he was listening to our whole conversation. He was he remembered the names. He asked us who this was. I was like, oh. But he wasn't talking the whole time. Just being man nosy. But like, we all are nosy. I'm nosy, <laughs> I'm nosy too. I ain't even mad, but he was definitely listening to what we were saying. So, yeah. We think Peyton don't be listening. But he Peyton be listening. listening. And tapped in, so. Yep. So, now that I've started this podcast 
And now you see what my podcast is about. You have any questions for me? Um, how do you feel about starting it and like having a podcast and being able to bring people who you love and talk to? Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I I, I like to talk, and um, I was nervous because in the midst of is is talking about you know it's not a it's not a negative thing. Like most people thought that I was going to do a podcast about fashion or about you know uh, fashion police or like dissing people or you know so I'm nervous about it because a lot of people know me in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And you, I mean, it's like for me, I I always got labeled as like the black as like the black sheep, but it was like you know all the situations that happened, you know, with Sean, with Lauren, with everyone. Um, everyone likes to point the finger to me. No one wants to take accountability for the accountability for their part. It's easier to make someone else look like the bad guy, which is fine. It's not a big deal because at the end of the day, I'm securing myself and who I am, and everything. It's, it's really not fine because they should be really taking their um taking accountability for their actions and not trying to paint you as a bad guy. And I hate when people do that because it frustrates the hell out of me. So, but that's, that's besides the point. Keep going. I mean, it, it, everybody want to talk about me and, but listen, you know, it, it used to bother me a lot, but the thing, you know, people only talk about things that are great. It's like Jesus was the only thing he was, he sinned at, it did not sin at all. He was the purest form of human being ever. And look what he went through. For me, it doesn't, it doesn't, it used to hurt me a lot because I'm like, that's not who I am. Like, and people don't know who I am. But then when I really started to stop taking it personally, like to heart, like you don't define who I am. Like God defines who I am and my success and my, and, and, and just in life and my path in life. And it started allowing me to not take it personally and then to see them and, and actually feel compassionate for them. It's like you, you, you're, you know, look at your life. Like, look right. at, look at you. Like, how could you d- dare speak bad about me? And let's lay your cards out, you know? So it's like when I started to take myself out of the equation and stop taking things personally as a personal attack at, at me and then starting to look at the person who was talking about me or that's saying bad things about me. Or my thing is, if you believe those bad things, then you don't get to experience the greatness because I know I'm great. I know there's amazing things about me. I know that I'm a great person. So if you choose to listen or choose to engage in the bad talk about me, then you miss out on the greatness. And that, and that's and that's where I'm at with that. So it's why I'm able to come to family functions, which is is it's not easy. Don't get me wrong, it's no. not easy because they don't make it easy for me. But it's family and and you don't get it you don't get to choose your family and I don't have to deal with them or see them every day. I could come through for I could deal with it for Thanksgiving or for uh, a Christmas or a family reunion or whatever the case may be. And I find the more that I um, don't engage or don't react, um, the more the the b- better it is for me, and the more I get to see the sadness in them. No, you don't. The- yes, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess like, I guess that sounds bad. It does, but, but but it's like hurt people hurt people, and if I'm not hurting anymore, then you uh, you're just sitting there hurt. Right. Because what you're doing is not is not causing a reaction of me. Because like, what do I what do I say? We are giraffes. Oh yeah. I say to Maddie all the time. I'm like, we're giraffes. Giraffes don't worry about what scurries on the ground. Even though you did say, I'm tired of things nicking at my ankles. I'm I'm a giraffe, but you know it's still annoying that things nick at my ankles. But you ever seen a giraffe kick a lion? Real bad. Tough. <laughs> I think I sent you that meme. That giraffe kicked that lion across the damn jungle. So it's like, you know, it's it's just trials and tribulations. And I think that because some of my family has hurt me the worst, when I step out into the world, which is not a pretty place, it um it kind of sets me up in a it makes me kind of stronger. And I know that my, you know, my family are still people. 
you know, they still go through whatever they are, they're going through. They have their whatever. But um, I don't let it I don't take it personally and I don't let it affect me anymore because I know that I just got to deal with them for the day. They got to be them for their life. And I come home and I don't lose no sleep. And I come home and I and I have joy and I have peace and I'm I'm, I'm in a good place now. So it's taken me a long time to get here and I want to stay here. So, you know, don't let what they say about me bother you because it does not bother me. Well, if, well, you know, you know how I move, so I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You want to defend your aunt, just like you want to defend your mom. You, you want to defend the people that you love, but you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to defend me because you know who defends me. God defends me. That part, right? Yep. So, I think this was a pretty good episode. It was. We right? Did that. We did that. We did that. We did that. So next time we got to do me, mom, you, Peyton, Jackie, Gigi. That's what we had. Ooh, so. you know it would be good if we got your father and his sister. But that might happen. That. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't know if that would ever happen. But it would be. A, it would be good. It I would, would love to understand. You know, you 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 gain an understanding of people from what they've been through. We don't know what they've been through. So maybe yeah. So maybe understanding what they went through would make us under be more compassionate towards them. We missed that episode last season. So. <laughs> <laughs> we missed that one. <laughs> I wasn't around for that. But. Shoot, neither was I. So. So, maybe, maybe we'll skip that one. Maybe. I mean, maybe. it's interesting just to know. Honestly, I'm nosy, so, you know. I so. mean, and two, you want to know because what your parents have been through, what your grandparents have been through, is a lot of reason of what you go through. We don't realize it, but trauma goes from generation to generation. Yes. So, in order to change something, you have to understand where it comes from. And even though, you know, we may not like our family members or like what they do to us or what they say about us. Because, I mean, you know, what, what you're going to do It's better to understand, like, maybe they they were hurt or maybe it happened to them or, you know, and they don't they they've never healed and recovered from their trauma. So then they just dump it on you. Right. But it's important to kind of understand what we where we come from so that we don't repeat it. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to do now. And I'm I'm glad that you come to me and talk to me about things, because then it allows me to share what I'm learning, you exactly. know, and then it's like my how I walk differently. Then your mom works differently. And then when your mom works differently, then you work differently. Then Peyton works differently. Then your dad works differently. And then it's like a, you know, yeah, all of us change. So to changing the family. So changing the family. Love you. Love you too. So I hope you guys enjoyed. This is my favorite person in the whole wide world. I have two favorite people, Peyton and Maddox. I love them both the same, but they are like, I would give my whole life to them. Ooh, I love them. Give me a hug. Love you. Love you too. Oh. Go follow me on Instagram at Maddox Silva, M-A-D-D-O-X-S-I-O-V-A-A. And that's the only social I want to plug, you know. Until you get your clothing line. Until I get all that. Until yeah. Because someone told me you could sing a little bit, too. Who said that? I mean, Lil Birdie told me that you could sing. More coming soon. <laughs> there we go. So, I hope you enjoyed. Peace.